0: Bhagwan, Moses gave us ten commandments but you have spoken only about six requests. Will you please complete the list to ten? It seems I will never be able to learn arithmetic. <laughs> Perhaps it is too late to. <laughs> I was thinking, I have given you only five. <laughs> <laughs> If I have given six, <laughs> then certainly I have to complete the <laughs> list to ten. Why ten appears to be complete? There is a reason behind it. Man is started to count on the fingers. and because he has ten fingers, ten gives a sense of completion. Five would have been better, not complete as ten, but not as incomplete as six. (laughs) 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 My earth request to you is do not fight with your body. It is not your foe, it is your friend. It is a gift of nature to you. It is part of nature. It is joined with nature in every possible way. You are bridged, not only with breathing, with sun rays you are bridged, with the fragrance of flowers you are bridged, with the moonlight you are bridged. You are bridged from everywhere. You are not a separate island. Drop that idea. You are part of this whole continent. And yet, it has given you an individuality. This is what I call a miracle. You are part and parcel of existence, yet you have an individuality. Existence has done a miracle, has made possible something impossible. So being in harmony with your body, you will be in harmony with nature, with existence. So instead of going against the current, go with the current. Be in a let-go. Allah life to happen, don't force anything in any good name for the sake of some holy book, for the sake of some holy ideal, don't disturb your harmony. Nothing is more valuable than to be harmonious in accord with the whole. My ninth request is, all the religions are agreed upon one point, that real life begins after death. This life is only a rehearsal, not the real drama. The real drama will happen after the death. Here you are only preparing for the drama. So sacrifice everything to get ready for the drama that is going to happen after death. They teach sacrifice Sacrifice love, sacrifice life, sacrifice joy, sacrifice everything. The more you sacrifice, the more you will be capable to participate in the drama, the great drama. After death, they have Try to focus your mind after death. I would like you to remember, live and try to know what life is. Don't be bothered about death, heaven, and hell, and this goddamned God. <laughs> <laughs> you simply remain with the life that is dancing in you, breathing in you, alive in you. You have to come closer to yourself to know it. Perhaps you are standing too far away from yourself. Your concerns have taken you far away. You have to come back home. So remember that while you are alive, It is so precious that don't miss a single moment, squeeze the whole juice of it, and that juice will give you the taste of the existential. And that will be a revelation, of all that is hidden from you and will remain hidden from you. Respect life, river life. There is nothing more holier than life nothing more diviner than life. And the life does not consist of big things. Those religious fools have been telling you that do big things, and life consists in small things. The strategy is clear, they tell you, do big things, something great, something that your name will be remembered afterwards. Do something great, and of course it appeals to the ego. The ego is the agent, of the priest. All the churches and all the synagogues and all the temples have only one agent, and that is the ego. They don't use different agencies, there are not any other agencies, there is only one agency and that is ego. Do something great, something big. I want to tell you there is nothing big, nothing great. Life consists of very small things. So if you become interested in so-called big things, you will be missing life. Life consists in sipping a cup of tea, in gossiping with a friend, going for a morning walk, not going anywhere in particular, just for a walk. No goal, no end, from any point you can turn back. Cooking food for someone you love Cooking food for yourself, because you love your body too. washing your clothes, cleaning the floor, watering the garden, these small things, very small things, saying hello to a stranger, which was not needed at all. because there was no question of any business with the stranger. The man who can say hello to a stranger can also say hello to a flower, can also say hello to the tree, can sing a song the birds, they sing every day. And you have not bothered at all that someday you should return the call. Just small things, very small things. And I am not saying going to the synagogue, that is a big thing. (laughs) Going to the church, that is a big thing. Leave all that to fools. There are many, and they also need some kind of engagement, occupation. Those synagogues and churches and temples provide it. But to you existence, nothing but existence, is the only temple. Nothing but life is the only God I teach you. Respect your life. Out of that respect, you will start respecting life in others. Many times I am asked why Our commune is vegetarian just for a simple reason. There is no motivation like Jainism is vegetarian, but their motivation is there that if you are vegetarian you will go to heaven. If you are not, you will fall into hell. My people are vegetarian not for any motivation. They are not going to cast it somewhere after death. They are not putting it in their bank balance in the other life. Just if you respect life you will start finding it difficult even to pluck a flower. You will enjoy the flower, you will love the flower, you can touch the flower, you can kiss the flower, but plucking it up you are destroying it and you are hurting the plant which is as alive as alive as you are respect for life reverence for life makes my commune vegetarian otherwise there is no problem how can you eat meat, just for your taste you can go on destroying life. Just the idea is nauseous, How many, Sila? <laughs> I think I made a mistake yesterday. I counted it wrong. Okay. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> so let us go on. <laughs> Ninth, Be creative. Only a creative person can know what bliss is. Paint. Play music. Compose poetry. Do anything Not for any other purpose, just for your joy. For no other reason. If you can compose poetry just for your own joy or Few friends may share it. If you can make a beautiful garden just for the sheer joy of making it, and anybody who passes by may stand for a while and have a look, that's enough reward. But this is my experience that only creative people know what bliss is. Those who are not creative cannot know bliss, they can know happiness. And I will have to make the difference clear to you. Happiness is always caused by something you get a Nobel Prize, you are happy. You are rewarded, you are happy. You become the champion of something and you are happy. Something causes it, but it depends on others. Bliss is something totally different. It is not dependent on anybody. It is the joy of creating something. Whether anybody appreciates or not is irrelevant. You enjoyed it while you were making it. That's enough, more than enough. and the last, whatsoever, the number. (laughs) Because now I cannot bother about the numbers. (laughs) I have forgotten myself. (laughs) But I have to say the last, So it is complete. (laughs) (laughs) Numbers you can figure it out. The last is my most precious request to you, and that is in existence the most extraordinary Thing is, to be ordinary. Everybody wants to be extraordinary. That is very ordinary. But to be ordinary. And just relax in being ordinary. That is super extraordinary. One who can accept his ordinariness without any grudge, any grumbling with joy. Because this is how the whole existence is. Then nobody can destroy your bliss, nobody can steal it, nobody can take it away. Then wherever you are, you will be in bliss. I was in New Delhi, and after I had spoken, a man stood up, and he asked me, what do you think about yourself? Will you be going to heaven or hell? I said, As far as I know, there are no such things. But if by chance they are there, I can only hope for hell. He said, What? I said, In hell you will find all colourful people, ordinary people, but all colourful. In heaven you will find great scholars, theologians, saints, philosophers, but all serious, all quarreling, all against each other, disputing continuously. It must be a quarrelsome place, there you cannot find a moment of silence. As far as I understand, if God has any intelligence, he must have escaped to hell, because that is the only place where nobody is going to argue about stupid, silly things where people will be simply enjoying dancing, singing, eating, sleeping, working. I said to him that to me the ordinary is the most extraordinary phenomenon in existence.